This is More Than 5%, a podcast dedicated to covering the stories of women in sports. Whatever the sport, whatever the role, everyone is welcome. Now, let's join our hosts, Zoe Hicks and Carly Jackson, for a weekly conversation with women who inspire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first episode of More Than 5%, a podcast that is completely focused on women's sports and women in sport, whatever they're doing, whatever their role is. We want to elevate them and tell their stories, explain their experiences, all that jazz. So welcome to the journey. My name is Zoe Hicks. I am a former Division I softball player at Louisiana Tech University. I played professionally overseas. I currently play for the Canadian national team for women's baseball. I also work for the Los Angeles Dodgers in their minor league system at Camelback Ranch. Yeah, I'm really excited to start this podcast and to get more stories out there about women in sport. Can we can we add like a clapping audio there? Because I think it's important to acknowledge how cool all of those things are individually in a human being, let alone one singular human being. So well done, Zoe Hicks. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. This is your co-host, Carly Jackson. I am a professional ice hockey player. This is my third year playing pro, and I play for the Toronto Six in the Premier Hockey Federation. I'm a goalie, so I'm a little bit weird, but just a little, I hope. You'll see. I went to college at the University of Maine and, and played in Hockey East. Was there for five years, loved it, and then I went pro, and now I play hockey in the winter and play and coach baseball in the summers. So... Huge, huge sports freak. Just really happy to be here and be able to share some of my experiences and thoughts and just plan to have a lot of fun with this broadcast. Awesome. You'll get to know a little bit about us in episodes two and three. They're going to be basically just interviewing each other, getting to know the ins and outs of, you know, our experiences, our careers, what we're doing now, all that stuff. So for now, we're just going to jump right into our podcast. Uh, we're going to start every podcast with a segment of good shit. This comes from the mental strength training department of the Dodgers. We have three amazing guys who work with that. If you know them, you know what I'm talking about. They're amazing. If you're listening, hello, you know who you are. And so, yeah, I picked this up from them. Our brains as human beings are focus on the bad things, right? We're trying to keep ourselves alive, keep ourselves safe. So our brain is hardwired to find the negative in life. What we have to do is counterbalance that with positive stuff. So we have to look at the good shit. We have to talk about the good shit. We have to share the good shit. So we're going to start every podcast with a little bit of, a little bit of good shit. So for me personally, I am looking forward to the off season, I get to go home to Canada for a little bit. So I get to spend some time with my family, see my, you know, nieces and nephews, all that type of stuff. My parents for a little bit and have a little bit of time outside of baseball to then reset and come back in January and kill another season. So that's my good shit. Just looking forward to some stuff. What about you? Um, I got my oil changed today. Not super exciting, but I've been putting it off for way too long and I got her done today. So that's, that's my good shit. Definitely good shit. Yeah, doing some adult things, you know, taking care of your stuff. So yeah, so we hope that you also take a second for your day, maybe right now, maybe pause this episode and go, okay, what's my good shit for the day? Write it down, tell somebody, say it out loud to yourself in the mirror, whatever you need to do to focus on the good shit. Now that we have that done, focus on good shit, positive stuff is circulating. We're going to start our first episode. Why are we called more than 5%? This is something that, you know, we went back and forth with when trying to name a podcast. And I found an article by Sports Illustrated done in, the data was done in 2019. Article was published March 24th of 2021 by Ben Pickman, 
through the Sports Illustrated platform. And the article goes through and outlines the coverage of women's sports comparatively to men's. So a USC and Purdue University study found that 95% of total television coverage, as well as highlight shows on SportsCenter, focused on men's sports. And this was found in 2019. So it's basically just like looking at 95%, the opposite is 5%. So we want to keep pushing the 5% forward. Hence the term more than 5%. We want to use our platform as, as podcasters, as athletes, as advocates to push forward the 5%, make it, you know, 6%, 7%, 30%. We want to push the boundaries. So it's eventually 50-50, right? Just as important as male sports. So they also looked at three two-week blocks of LA local networks. So this was KCBS, KNBC, and KABC. And they found that 5.1% of broadcasts covered women's sports from 6 to 11 p.m. So this is prime time. 6 to 11 p.m. is when you get home from work, you're chilling, you turn on the TV, sports center rolls, right? Prime time. 5.1%. 5.1% is ridiculous to me. Major leagues, major women's leagues are getting 5.1% of coverage. In the same article, they were quoted saying, news media focuses on the big three of male sports, football, basketball, and baseball. They acknowledge their audience. They continue to give them content, give them excitement, feed their, you know, anticipation for the events leading up to said event. 80% of televised news programs, their segments, like the continual segment from start to finish, zero stories on women's sports. 80% of them didn't even mention a woman's sport event, a female athlete, anyone didn't mention a single one. 80% of them had no coverage of, of women's sports. So that, I mean, is ridiculous in itself. Like a full sports segment of covering sports is leaving out 50% of sport, is leaving out 50% of the population. Women are just kicked to the curb. So yeah, as mentioned before, the media coverage, it focuses on the event, the lead up to the event, then the storylines in the event and all these types of things like leading up to this whole big media coverage and excitement. And then you look at women's sports and it's a one and done type thing. The one and done effect of women's sports of like, hey, this is coming up, done. Hey, this athlete did something incredibly interesting, done. This, you know, I've seen things go viral on the internet. It's like a one and done. You never hear about that person ever again. You never check in or it's years down the road. Like, where are they now? Whatever. And it's, that's the whole thing. It's like the one and done effect of women's sports and women in sport. Mm -hmm. I think too, right now. The fan experience for sports, and particularly in the invested in men's sports, it's great. Like you think about TikTok and just all these insider videos, these documentaries that are focusing on the players and their experiences, and you're getting you know all this information you would never see just from watching the game. I think that we're at an all-time high for available resources and opportunities to make this content. So to be able to see the behind the scenes of women's sports, or let's just say you know, the WNBA following a team there, or maybe a team in the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. Like there's so much excellent content to be accessed that isn't being accessed right now. And I think about even the league that I play in, like there's so many things that happen every day that I just know the fans would love to see. So to be able to just, for us to kind of move the needle and to be able to just start creating more things around sports, I think we're just trying to create more great content for people to understand and get to see a little bit of the inside look of of professional sports and professional sports for women, you know? So. Right. Absolutely. Um, just the, the thing of adding content, adding more resources, adding more, just things for people to 
watch and see and check in with. You wonder why there's so many fans of Michael Jordan or Derek Jeter or whatever. Like they have documentaries now that cover their lives. And where are they for women's sports? Where are they? I mean, they're coming. I would say that like it's in progress, but at this point, like the fact that we don't already have a documentary about Serena Williams, or we don't mm -hmm. already have a documentary about like Haley Wickenheiser, mm -hmm. those types of people that absolutely changed the landscape of sports, not just women's sport, like mm -hmm. you know, Christine Sinclair for women's soccer in Canada, those people that absolutely changed the landscape and you just don't know. You're like, oh, I've heard of her before instead mm -hmm. of, oh, I know everything about her like you would for Derek Jeter. Like you could probably tell, you know, stats this year and what's his go-to pregame meal and what's his walkout song. Like people could tell you that. Super fans mm -hmm. could tell you that because the content is there and it's shown and it's pushed and SportsCenter goes over and over and plays it again and again and again and again and again and again. It's just not there. You just don't know. You have to do your work as part of the audience instead of their jobs as media coverage to give that to you, to work the content in and cover all of these things for you. The first time I ever played in like a game where there's cameras and I was like, I was so excited to watch it after because I, I'm, as an athlete, I'm a big video person. Like I analyze video. I find that it's visually for me. I'm, I'm able to understand things. So the first time I ever played with like high-tech cameras not even high-tech cameras but where you could see what's going on in the crease I lost my mind I was so excited I was like oh my god I'm gonna be able to watch this later my friends and family are gonna be able to watch this and the value of that as an athlete it's not it's not expected and it should be like playing in a professional league playing in college yeah once you, no get, reason... once you get to a certain level the once you get to yeah. a certain level there should be a set of expectation yeah there's no reason why that can't be fact or true because you see the men's leagues men's teams the male equivalent of the female teams that have these things, right? That have not just the cameras, but the bands, right. the marketing, the flyers, the, staff. the commercials, yeah. the staff, right? And, and, and I just think about how fun it would be for like that whole 50% of athletes to have that same experience that in theory, I mean, I, I don't know the background of this, not a doctor, but in theory, have accessible resources because you're playing in the same or similar facilities towns ranks whatever there's no reason that the 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 female counterparts shouldn't be getting access to that equipment or whatever it is right and i think it goes across the board at least from my experience in north america and just you know from what i've heard being in a, being a professional athlete i just i think it's important it's really important yeah. and it's exciting as an athlete that first time that you get that chance to be presented to the fans to the audiences yeah um, in an appropriate way you know not through a doorbell camera or yeah and i think it's also important to acknowledge in female sports right now there isn't the same amount of resources and money to pay the people who are media personnel so you know, I think we should acknowledge the people who are doing their best right now to create content and support these leagues and sports and athletes and people. I think they're doing amazing work. And I think it's also important to keep bringing people in, keep bringing in people who care and elevate the people who are already here and get them paid. There's so many people that deserve to be paid who support sports that aren't right now. And mark my words right now, I will just say this from my own experience from playing professional hockey. You could make a reality show about professional women's hockey, college women's hockey, let alone any other sport. There is just so much content to be created. And if anybody's got a lot of money and wants to do 
you know, a little inside docu. Call me. We'll make something happen. I mean, it's no, it's no secret, right? That there's so much beyond also the skill of the game, right? And the effort of the game and the leadership and everything to do with on the field. There's this huge plethora of content around the queer community involved in sports. You know, like the coverage related to that. I think it was maybe last year, last summer, it was the World Cup for women's soccer where there was a photo of one athlete who was on one team and they were had their head on the shoulder of an athlete on the other team. And the sports network had said, this is great sportsmanship. When in reality, these two athletes are actually a couple. And just imagine hearing all the stories behind that that they must have. And any of the other people that play within the leagues that date people from other teams or their own teams or within the same niche. I think there's just, there's so much content and there's so many stories to be heard and hilarious situations like this. So I think it's it's quite the running joke, I would say, on Twitter, at least I've seen it quite a few times, is when there's maybe people who are dating or, you know, be part of the queer community who are together and people will comment. So, you know, there's just, there's a lot of content here. There's a lot of topics to be dis- discussed and talked about. And that's going to that's gonna be part of our podcast as well. Um, I've mentioned it a few times now. It's It's really no secret that the queer community is heavily involved in professional women's sports. And that's part of our mission as well is to to re- represent and, you know, elevate people within the queer community and just to talk about it because it's so normal and it's so people can just exist and be themselves. So the more that we can celebrate that and, you know, talk about it on our podcast, hopefully it'll put a little bit of light into the world and change the narrative in a positive way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you look at like from different sports, but still the same idea. Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird didn't did a cover of ESPN body right together. Yeah. And that yeah. was groundbreaking. But the fact it that great it was sportsmanship. like <laughs> great sportsmanship, but the fact that it was like one event instead mm-hmm. of like, hey, this is the lead up to this. And then this is the after. And then there's an inside scoop on what the relationship is like and how they deal with that. Because they're both very high level athletes. I would absolutely eat up that content. I would absolutely Gosh, eat yeah. that shit up. So just thinking about stuff like that, like you don't give the same investment, but you expect the same result. Everyone always says women's sports don't make money and nobody wants to watch women's sports and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You're not doing the same things on the front end or the back end. You're Mm -hmm. literally just saying, oh, well, we put this game on TV and nobody, like, no shit. You literally let up the Super Bowl. How, how early are Super Bowl ads coming on? Like how early? They're already coming up right now. Years. Literally, like they do so much work to advertise something that everyone knows is coming. End of the football season. This is around this time, whatever. But like all that work before, all that work after, all that work hyping it up and this ad, that ad, this song, this performer. And mm-hmm. then you expect, oh, well, we put a WNBA game on TV. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's no, there's, you can't equate the two. You're literally, it's like apples and shoes. It's not even apples and oranges. It's just like so far off of what you're expecting because the investment is not even close to being there. But then you look at the numbers that are there, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, college world series versus the women's college world series the numbers are absolutely striking every single year breaking viewership numbers for the women's college world series while the college world series is kind of struggling in viewership so those types of things we're doing so much with nothing can you imagine when we do get the investment when we do get the content when we do work on the back end and the front end of events can you imagine what would happen with that because right now we have crumbs and we're making amazing things out of that so you know imagine when we get fed 
actual meals and you you can kind of see where the analogy is going it was a little bit of a stretch but i'll take it i'll take it it makes it makes sense if you think about it for a little bit it makes sense anyway so yeah that is the goal of this podcast that is the goal of our network that is the goal of us as human beings this is really aligns with who we are so we're really passionate about it if we kind of get off topic and go on a tangent apologize in advance but that's just who we are that's what we're gonna do i'm not sorry Okay, no apologies in advance. I take that back right now. Thank you. But yeah, that's the kind of the goal. We want to contribute and we need more people. So like engage with our content, yes, but engage with other people's content. Right. Engage with your favorite teams or your favorite athletes or whatever right. it is. Absolutely. Um, to summarize the article and everything, it ended by saying the researchers acknowledged that the research occurred prior to the COVID-19 pandemic and ESPN has increased the investment and in broadcasting in the WNBA along with other live entities. So the work is being yeah. done, right, by major corporations such as ESPN. I do have a bone to pick with ESPN because they made a WNBA playoff game at 11 a.m. on a Thursday. I think it was a Tuesday. 11 a.m. for a playoff game. Are you kidding? Is this a joke? Midweek here. Midweek. Like, also, yes, I'm grateful okay. it's on ESPN, but I'm not going to stop at being grateful. I would like it to be primetime ESPN at a time when people can watch it, when people are home from work. Yeah, so the end of the article basically says, quote, still, as they write in the study, daily sports news and highlights shows continuing failure to equitably cover women's sports mutes women's historic movement into sport and the impressive accomplishments of women athletes as it continues to legitimize greater material rewards for men athletes while shoring up stubbornly persistent ideologies of male superiority. Period. Period. Like, you don't see it, so you think it doesn't matter. This is a perfect example of representation matters, right? Little girls watch TV and see there's no girls playing sports on my TV. So they might be more likely to quit, more likely to not like what they're doing as much. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so subconscious, but it definitely matters in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like children's books. If you never see someone who looks like you. Being able to identify with somebody that is also seen as maybe a role model or. Absolutely somebody you might look up to right and, and then not being able to identify or relate to someone who may let's say look like you or maybe represent what kind of person you might want to be so I think that's just kind of back to the whole point of like diversity and elevating all these different kinds of people and sharing their stories and, and not just the cis white male stories you know like people of color people in the queer community just people from so many things that like I would love to learn about personally as, as an audience member but like we need that we have so many things that we just don't understand and and haven't heard yet that we still have the chance to experience and i think those experiences are the greatest one of the greatest things about sports i feel very grateful for my time as an athlete because i get to i get to hear my teammates stories i get to hear things they went through and and things like that and and that's incredibly empowering for me so to be able to provide those experiences through coverage that we should have i just think it's going to create such this positive experience in sport and start changing the culture to something more inclusive and exciting for more people to be a part of and a place where they can feel safe and, and happy and free to be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You hit on it, right? Nail on the head that we should already have coverage mm-hmm. that we should already have 2022. And we're still having firsts, first woman, this, or first gay, this, I can't wrap my brain around that. It should already be a thing. It's not an exceptional case. It should be the norm that everyone is welcome and everyone is invited. And it's, it's, it's sad that it's not, 
I mean, I, I hope eventually we'll get there. And that's kind of the purpose of all of these things that we do. So yeah, I mean, it should, it should be there. It should already be happening. We're just part of the part of the community that wants to elevate this and feel really excited about it and passionate about it. So we're here to share some stories. We're here to have some fun and we're here just to talk about stuff, share as much as we can and highlight the people that we are able to and just create some more of that content that we we need. So I just want to take a second here to acknowledge all of the amazing people who are currently pushing that 5% as well um, that are creating this content, this coverage, these highlights of, of athletes and people that are involved in sport. We're right here with you. You've inspired both of us to start this podcast and to push the 5% ourselves. So thank you. And uh, let's keep pushing the 5%. Move the needle, guys. Uh, let's keep it rolling and uh, let's have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, that's all that we have for episode one. I will link the article source as well as some other helpful resources in our show notes. Check back in next Thursday at 11 a.m. Central. To finish up this episode, we're going to kind of have a little action item. I'm going to hand it over to Carly because it's about the PHF and she's the resident expert on the PHF. So Carly Jackson, what do you have for them today? I'm going to plug my own experiences so for anyone listening today, you should be checking out the Premier Hockey Federation or the PHF, Professional Ice Hockey League in North America. There is seven teams and the best one is the Toronto Six. We're starting early November, November 5th and 6th, I believe is our first opening weekend. There's a lot of great teams, a lot of great athletes within this league. And if you're able to check out a game in person, I would highly recommend. It's a really fun experience. There's some amazing athletes. And if you can't check it out in person, check us out on ESPN+. It's awesome. We have fun. It's fast. It's furious. Go six, baby. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at more5pct for updates on the PHF as well as what we're doing and sneak peeks into our episodes. Love you. See you next week. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Call me.